Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Thursday, the 6th of April in London. Coming up today... Charm offensive, Macron and von der Leyen meet China's Xi in Beijing. Mester's impasse, the Cleveland Fed president tells Bloomberg she disagrees with Wall Street bets on rate cuts. Bonus bubble bursts. Switzerland's government orders cuts to extra pay for Credit Suisse execs and managers. Britain's latest border woes and a Tory MP's failed roll of the dice. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus the arrest of the husband of Scotland's former leader Nicola Sturgeon throws the UK's election maths into question. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. French President Emmanuel Macron and EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen meet Chinese leader Xi Jinping today. The pair join a list of European leaders who've made the trip to the world's second largest economy since the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Speaking through a translator, Emmanuel Macron said it's better to engage with the country than to cut them off. Parler directement à la Chine. Talking directly to China about this conflict, the Russian aggression, what is at stake, the consequences for our Europe, the consequences for the Near East and Middle East, as well as for the African continent and so many others, it means to try and engage them in a strategic relationship that may be more complex than what we would like. This is what I will discuss. You already understood that. Tomorrow, in the day with the president, we will try to build, in a way, engage China toward a shared responsibility for peace and stability. The French president's overture has come as Europe tries to balance trade and investment interests with China uh, with finding a solution to Ukraine at a time of heightened tensions between Washington and Beijing. Meanwhile, in the US, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy met with Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen in a show of solidarity. Tsai said that it is no secret that peace and democracy are facing unprecedented challenges in her country. McCarthy told Bloomberg that bipartisanship is essential when talking to China. We've never spoken with one voice when it comes to China. We've gone from administration to administration. So when I became speaker, we created this select committee and um, had 146 Democrats vote for it. You've watched Democrats and Republicans here together. I think that would even foster a stronger relationship with China because China would understand where our boundaries are. They won't worry about, oh, one party saying something. 
House Speaker Kevin McCarthy there uh, was talking to Bloomberg's Anne-Marie Hordern in California. One area that he warned bipartisan agreement was struggling with is the US debt ceiling, which McCarthy says Wall Street should be worried about. Well, speaking of things Wall Street should be worried about, Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester says the Federal Reserve isn't planning rate cuts this year. In an exclusive interview, she told Bloomberg's Mike McKee the central bank has different priorities than the markets. We've seen periods where the markets have one view of what's going to happen in the economy and the Fed has another view. And so I think we see things a little bit differently in terms of what the appropriate monetary policy is, given where the economy is and where it's going. We certainly are focused on inflation and making sure that inflation gets back down to 2% over time. The Cleveland Fed president's comments come after ADP data and the JOLTS report showed a softening in the US labour market. Bloomberg Radio and Television will have full coverage of tomorrow's US jobs report released at 1.30pm London time. Now, the Swiss government will cancel or cut the outstanding bonuses of top Credit Suisse executives. Under the plan, board members will have all outstanding payments for 2022 scrapped. Managers uh, of one and two levels below the board will have their bonuses reduced by up to 50%. The move affects around 1,000 Credit Suisse employees. Police in Scotland have released Peter Murrell, Nicola Sturgeon's husband, without charge last night. He'd been detained uh, as he was the former chief executive of the SMP in relation to an investigation into the party's finances. Scotland's new First Minister, Hamza Youssef, says the party wants to reassure voters. In my first meeting as leader of the NEC uh, on Saturday uh, was to get the NEC uh, to agree to a course of action around governance, around transparency, because people are, uh, do have questions about the party, about transparency, about our finances. That was Scotland's First Minister, Humza Youssef, who succeeded Nicola Sturgeon last week. Sturgeon said she had no prior knowledge of Police Scotland's plans. The UK government has sought to distance itself from the Confederation of British Industry following allegations of sexual misconduct. Sources tell Bloomberg that multiple departments have postponed meetings with Britain's biggest business lobby. Companies are also reviewing their membership of the lobby group, which has appointed the law firm Fox Williams to investigate the allegations, which initially resulted in Tony Danker stepping aside as its director general last month. So those are our top stories on the programme this morning. Um, looking ahead to one of the big events that we're watching in the coming days, of course, we've had the confirmation of the dates of President Joe Biden's mm. visit uh, to Northern Ireland and to Ireland as well. This, of course, coming as this weekend marks 25 years since the signature of the Good Friday uh, peace agreement. Uh, this is going to be a big week of events in Ireland next week uh, President Biden going to start in Northern Ireland, of course, focus there on the political situation there. Still no functioning power sharing assembly yes. uh, in Stormont. Uh, and then moving on, he's going to make his big public speech in the west of Ireland, the town of Ballinan, County Mayo, where his ancestors are from. That's where his big mm-hmm. public event is going to be held. Uh, big pomp and ceremony. We'll be talking a lot about this story, uh, both here on Daybreak Europe and on our UK politics show as well. Uh, we have interviews with people who were in the room 25 years ago when that peace agreement was signed. Yeah, I mean, so momentous, 19- 
1998. And it's amazing that we've got people, you know, with their reflections on how that came about, a sort of feat that nobody thought was really possible until it was done. Also, though, I thought that Joe Biden was going to be addressing the Irish uh, Parliament as yes, well. Yes, he's going to be speaking to the Dáil in Dublin as well, the okay. uh, meeting of the Joint House of the Rock, they're coming back from their holidays to speak to him. OK, very interesting. Uh, also, we hear that the former US President Bill Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton also expected to attend events in Northern Ireland this month too. So lots of big visits, really, of global leaders around the world. Yeah, certainly. Well, speaking of leaders of global uh, global leaders travelling uh, to different places, Emmanuel Macron from France, uh, the EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen are meeting China's President Xi later. This is part of a three-day trip to China. Macron started by saying that Europe can take a more moderate role towards Beijing. Let's bring in our Asia Government Managing Editor, Daniel Tenkate, for more. Um, what should we be expecting from this meeting of these presidents later on? Well, there's a couple things we're watching for. Uh, the, the biggest is just any sort of progress on Ukraine. Um, Emmanuel Macron was in Beijing yesterday. He said he thought China could play a, a major role in helping to bring an end to the conflict due to its relationship with Russia. Now, this is significant given that uh, France is a G7 member. It's a permanent member of the UN Security Council. Um, so the, the endorsement uh, for Xi Jinping's uh, really vague blueprint on Ukraine uh, does help China immensely there. Uh, the other thing we're watching is any sort of business deals to come out of it. You know, China's been isolated for the past couple of years with these strict COVID zero restrictions. They've uh, pushed off a lot of businesses now facing um, increased pressure from the U.S. on sanctions and, and other things. So China's keen to get more international business into the country. And we'll be watching to see what deals come out of this. OK, that's interesting. So how much of a contrast should we expect then with relations with the U.S., which, you know, it's hard to measure exactly how high the tensions are, but they are ever present? Yeah, I think just the fact that Macron is there, it's someone that China views as a person they could do business with, almost like Angela Merkel used to play uh, with Germany, who kind of cut more of a middle path in terms of relations um, with China uh, as opposed to the U.S. Uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, you know, coupled with China's the threats toward Taiwan, have really kind of pushed Europe uh, closer to the U.S. on China policy. Macron has been a, a key voice in saying, um, you know, there needs to be a middle way. They have to find some ways to bring these two uh, big economies together to have a single global order rather than two different ones. So in that sense, um, yes, France is still an ally of the U.S., but they also um, are favoring uh, engagement with China um, and, and just a softer tone in general uh, than the U.S. has brought uh, with Beijing. How much of these importance do these meetings hold within China? We're talking about, of course, this from an international stage point of view, from an international relations point of view, but what significance do they have within China? Well, it certainly helps um, Xi Jinping's efforts to show that he's a, a global statesman. You know, Macron is just the latest visitor to come to Beijing. There's been a series of people, um, you know, particularly after the country was closed, no one was coming in there for three years. Now, uh, she is a regular steady stream of visitors, Macron probably being uh, one of the most highest profile. You have Brazil's uh, president coming in uh, next week as well. Um, so it just helps China show that they're engaged with the world and it prevents um, 
the U.S. efforts to kind of lump China and Russia together and isolate Beijing on the world stage. Mm. I also want to ask you, though, about the U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who is meeting Taiwan's president on U.S. soil. You heard some of the comments that he made just just earlier, stressing the importance of ties with the island. He's also uh, been speaking to Bloomberg. What stood out for you for the kind of event, for what is being said and what is not being said? I think the key thing is where the event took place, which was in California. And this is something that um, Tsai Ing-wen basically convinced uh, Speaker McCarthy to hold that meeting on U.S. soil rather than him going to Taiwan, which would have been relatively much more provocative. Um, She's also not had a lot of public meetings. She's been relatively low key during the trip. So, you know, they've met, they've had that meeting, they've, it's been unprecedented, but it, they haven't really rubbed it in China's face in a way that they could have. And that matters a lot for Beijing's reaction to these things. So what we've seen from China so far has been very um, tepid. You've had the usual statements declaring Taiwan a red line, but not really the military response that we saw in the immediate aftermath of uh, Nancy Pelosi arriving in Taiwan last year. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, our Asia Government Managing Editor, Daniel Tenkate, for bringing us up to date with all of the various strands of those stories we are monitoring this morning on this issue. Up next, Britain's latest border woes and a Tory MP and his failed roll of the dice. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans is with us for details on those stories. Leanne, let's start with the Financial Times. The headline there, UK government publishes plans for post-border Brexit checks. 
They might be late, Stephen, but they're here, apparently. So the introduction of new rules have been repeatedly delayed since Britain withdrew from the bloc back in January 2020, so three and a half years ago. But now, according to the FT, this was due to concerns by ministers that controls could really create unacceptable delays at channel ports and other entry points. So this has been a massive concern. But the government's proposals introduced and yesterday really put on the table say full customs checks on goods entering Britain from the EU by the end of October 2020. So that is when they want to introduce these proposals. 2024. 2024. What did I say? Sorry doesn't matter. (laughs) Next year, let's put it that way. Sorry. Now, interestingly enough, the plans include carrying out checks away from ports. And this is to avoid just mass disruption that could be caused. And the launch of a pilot trusted trader scheme to simplify processes and also allow regular importers to avoid full customs inspections. So this is what has been put on the table for ministers really concerned Mm. about, you know, the the backlog that could be created. Yeah. And they also propose that goods are ranked according to their level of risk to human, animal or plant health. And the plans will be subjected to a six-week consultation period before actually being finalised. But Caroline, more post-Brexit border checks really on the table. Yeah, I mean, this is so complex and difficult. I mean, no wonder the government has postponed it. Um, and yeah, of course, the, the difficulties are going to come. I'm sure you know, border force are going to be uh, have to have much more money in order to deal with all of this. Surely, anyway. That aside, reflections aside, let's uh, talk a bit about the Times. So, uh, another Times exposer exposed. Uh, says how Tory MP offered to lobby for gambling investors. Just let's get into this one. Yes, so a Conservative MP filmed apparently offering to lobby ministers on behalf of the gambling industry, and this is all for money. Now, he has had the party whip suspended. The MP is Scott Benton, who told undercover journalists from The Times, posing as investors, that he would ask parliamentary questions although he eventually, it's important to outline this, didn't accept any cash. Mm. So he felt like something was wrong and he didn't go any further. But he was secretly filmed telling reporters from The Times about how he can access ministers and get a leaked copy of the white paper on gambling reforms to the company 48 hours before it went public. Mm. Now, we know this white paper could possibly be released after Easter, and it's got these new um, reforms in for yeah. the gambling industry. Look, the gambling industry has absolutely exploded in Britain, particularly during the pandemic. I think if anyone was in any doubt about how important the reform paper is going to be, you know, I think this... And also, Caroline, another thing, betting companies have launched an extensive lobbying campaign mm. in Westminster, spending more than £180,000 on corporate hospitality for dozens of MPs since 2021 amid moves to, okay. you know, really tighten regulation when it it comes to gaming, gambling and yep. betting, because as you say, things have become explosive here in the UK. It's really exploded also online due to the pandemic. But as Benton does say, he contacted the Parliamentary Commissioner for Standards over concerns and he was being asked to break parliamentary rules and then went no further with the discussions. 
This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher-level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.